Good morning and welcome to All Things Jessamine. Glad to have you here on this Saturday morning as we continue to remember people, places, and things of Jessamine County. Today, we're going to be talking to a fellow about his parents, about him too, but mainly about his parents and the impact they had on this community. Burnham Reynolds, good morning and welcome. Well, thank you, Doug. Appreciate it. Glad to have you this morning. I was thinking uh, this past weekend, as I knew you were coming, about how I wanted to start this. And, and, And I got to thinking, I met your mom before I met your dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the old days, <laughs> <laughs> just a couple years yes. ago, yeah. when the early learning village, what is now the early learning right. village, was at that time, half of it was Jessman Junior High School. There was no middle school, folks. And in that school, you went through grades seven, eight, nine. Right. The other half was Warner Elementary. Well, I remember in uh, in I want to say sixth grade, I think. You're walking into these pods. The school is laid out, as you know, in pods. And when you walked into a pod, there were six doors, six classrooms. And usually what happened is, starting on your right, the first two classrooms, which adjoined, were sixth grade. The middle two were seventh grade. And there were, the ones on the left were eight, or ninth grade, uh, eighth grade, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then they were the same subject. So one pod mm-hmm. held all of your social studies. One held all your English, science, and so on. And I remember walking in as a sixth grader into this class and there sit this lady and I I describe her in the most this is the most complimentary way the grandmother Mm-hmm. She had that white hair. She had those half glasses that sit down on her nose. That's right. And was very jovial, but very serious. She uh-huh. she taught and wanted you to learn, but she knew when to inject humor. Yeah. She was a very nice lady, but she expected you to do your work. And that was when I first laid eyes and met Helen Reynolds, yeah. who taught me science. Yes. In, at, with Jessamine Junior High. Yes. As I grew older, I finally met your dad, Custer Reynolds. And I always enjoyed your mom's personality. But when I met your dad, this guy was probably one of the most what is a good word to describe him i'm oh my. that's a good just question <laughs> outgoing mm-hmm. so cordial to everybody storyteller yes. i don't know there's so many words that can describe him but anyway i wanted to talk about them today on our program and and who better but you their son <laughs> yeah i know him I've known him all my life yeah <laughs> yeah i guess you did well let's start let's start with your dad how okay. where was he born okay. and how did he even end up here in our county. Okay, well, and if I can reduce this down to 25 words or less or something <laughs> like that. He was born in Crockettsville, Kentucky, which is up in Breathitt County, near, not too far from the Perry County line, but yeah. he, he grew up in Buckhorn. And uh, he became an educator. He uh, was principal up in uh, Ohio at Fairfield High School. Mm-hmm. Then uh, I was so sick with asthma all the time, I was not making it to school very much, and you can't, you can't get that done, you know. Yeah. So we moved down to Florida. And he got a job as principal at DeSoto County High School, which is uh, South Central Florida, Arcadia. Mm-hmm. And while he was there, Ford Philpott, Asbury grad, came through with a, a traveling tent meeting, kind of like what Neil Diamond used to sing about. Right. And uh, Dad was the principal, so he was expected to go. So he went and, lo and behold, got under conviction and went to the altar. And so did my mom. And uh, they became Christians. And Ford says, you've got to go to Asbury. You know, and Dad, <laughs> Dad having got his master's at UK, he sure. had heard of Asbury, but not much. Right. 
right. at Berlin. I don't know if he'd ever been to Wilmore, you know. So he came to Asbury and enrolled in the seminary, and um, he had a master's in, in uh, educational administration. And so the college was looking for somebody. And so after one year in the seminary, they hired him there, and then he stayed there. And, of course, I grew up in Wilmore. Now, that's kind of how he got here. Yeah. We'll yeah. just backtrack a little bit. Sure. He, you said he was raised in Perry. Is that right? Yeah, Perry yeah. It's, it's Perry County. It's right. Uh, Buck, Buckhorn sits. Matter of fact, the land that he was raised on sits right on the border between Perry and Breathitt. Okay. Yeah. Do you know, did mm-hmm. he kind of grow up knowing he wanted to be in education? How did that come? Uh, do you know how? <laughs> sure do. Us, and, yeah. yeah. How did that happen? Well, he, he loved football. He got a he got a scholarship offer to Moorhead State Teachers College, as it was called then. Mm-hmm. So, which is now Moorhead State University. So he played football in Moorhead and just kind of naturally went into the educational thing. Now he finished his football eligibility after the fall of thirty eight, nineteen thirty eight, and then instead of going ahead and finishing, he needed like a semester, maybe or a little bit more than that to finish. He drops out, you know, and taught school at Bowlingtown, yeah. which is underneath where Buckhorn Lake is right now. Right, and in the, up in the lodge, they they talk about this they got a little presentation thing about him but anyway and then uh, after a while he decided to go back and finish finish his college degree but he kind of fell into education through that okay but once he got into it he loved it loved it yeah he loved it now we'll switch gears a minute sure where were your, your mom born my mom was born in mount vernon indiana down near the wabash on the southwestern tip of indiana but uh, she grew up at, at, from really almost infancy in owensboro did she know mm-hmm in her life that she wanted to be in education or was that a fallen in too that was kind of uh, that was kind of something came later she was a non-traditional student she she went to eastern after she graduated from Owensboro high school and was a cheerleader over there really yeah oh yes there's a there's a book on eastern kentucky university down at joseph beth and lo and behold i was thumbing through it and I, there was my mom <laughs> jumping up they they didn't even have an e on their on their sweaters they just had white sweaters and dark skirts and, and the guys had dark pants obviously and so basically she she went there a couple of years and then dropped out of that but then when my grandfather got a job up in ashland during the war uh-huh. 40 42 early 42 she thought she'd go to moorhead and finish up and that's where she met my dad that's where i was going next yeah, how yeah. did those two okay. so they met at moorhead they, they met at moorhead yeah dad came back to finish his degree he thought maybe i better do this mom was there to try and finish her she didn't finish at moorhead though mm-hmm. uh, she wound up finishing at asbury and graduated in 1961 when she was 40 years old wow. so she was a non-traditional student yeah but uh, she got into education i think because dad was in it and she thought you know i've always liked kids and she loved kids oh yeah and um so i think she did that and the first year she taught 1961 62 at wilmore junior high i was in her eighth grade science class how was that? she taught seventh and eighth grade that was, that was the first year the first year very first year and here i am you know <laughs> oh and you know it's great i mean because she treated me fairly yes. you know she didn't yes. coddle me or anything matter, matter of fact i could never say well i don't have a test she knew i had a test you know <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of cool. But I've thought about that since I've taught. And I thought, man, that, that would be kind of tense, especially your first year. But fine. She did great with it. And, and I profited by it, certainly. Is there any particular story on how they met at Moorhead? Yeah. Yeah. They uh, they had a friend named Jimmy Rose, who was um, his, his brother, Gail Rose, is one of the guys whose jerseys retired from basketball back in the 50s. Yeah. Jimmy Rose was a was a, a guy who was at Moorhead when my dad came back. And he had been a, a young boy watching my dad play back in the mid-30s. So this is like 42. And Jimmy just hung around with my dad. And he said, there's this girl I'd like you to meet. You know? And so he was the matchmaker. And he got them together. And uh, he became a lifelong friend. And we always was. But uh, he's dead now, of course. Uh, and we're talking a long time ago here. Right. But, um, yeah, he introduced them. And, and they hit it off. And they got married out in California. 
And dad was in the Marines. Okay. Yeah. And mom took the train all the way across the U.S. to get out there. Yeah. And they got married in October of 1943. And dad was uh, processing recruits for the Marine Corps. He was in the 4th Marine Division at that point, originally the 2nd, but the 4th. And um, finally was sent over to Maui for advanced infantry training and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. So in 43, they get married. Now, mm-hmm. at some point in time, they had to decide it's time for a family. Yes. I'm the only one. Well, the dad got out of the Marines in 46. They'd sent him over to China as a cargo rider after the atomic bombs into mm-hmm, the war. Mm-hmm. And he was in several million rounds of ammunition for Chiang Kai-shek's forces to fight against Chairman Mao. Yeah. And then they lost his papers. So he spent six months in China until they finally looked around and said, hey, where's Reynolds? <laughs> you know, well, you're kidding. What no. did he do? I well, mean, he just hung around out there. They, they, uh, he was on the Shantung Peninsula at <laughs> Tsingtao. And uh, basically, uh, you know, there was some USO acts that would come in and stuff. And he'd hang around with Ben Crosby's brother, Bob. Bob mm-hmm. had a band called the Bobcats or something or whatever mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Just kind of wild away the time because he didn't have any orders to come home. But they finally brought him back. <laughs> Golly. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> once he got out of the Marines, he went back up to the mountains. My mom did too. And of course, that's a little different situation than Owensboro. Yeah, I but, guess so. Uh, and yeah. that's cool. But um, after that, after a while, that he decided, you know, I think I'm going to get a, a master's degree from UK. Yeah. So he got one in 1951. But anyway, I was born in, in uh, June of <clears throat> 1948, <laughs> and June of 1948, and uh, over at Hazard. And so uh, I guess he thought, you know, I need to have a real career here. He was doing some institutional on-farm training or something, yeah. and that was kind of okay, but he wanted to have a real career. So he, he got his master's and then got a teaching job in Ohio, and then been his principal three years later, right. and then down to Florida, and then... Right. Ended up to Asbury. So he got to Florida. That's where he met Mr. Philpott. Yes, sir. Ford Philpott. Ford Philpott, Philpott mm-hmm. a yeah. well-known name in this yeah. area yeah. of the country. Yeah. Sure. And and talk both of them in basically to coming to Asbury. Yeah. So, so yeah. They, that brought them to Jessman County. That's right. Me too. I was 10 years old. That's yeah. Yeah. Now, where you lived in Florida at 10 years old was mm-hmm. was a pretty good-sized community yeah, around Arcadia. Arcadia. Yeah, it's a lot bigger. Well, it's not huge now, but it's a lot bigger now. Of course, Florida's yeah. grown like a weed. You know? Right. But um, it was central Florida. It wasn't the beach. <laughs> in the summertime, man, you know, the humidity, it was like being in Louisiana or something. You but know? was it any kind of a culture shock to come to Wilmore? For you Not as a for child? Me. No, I loved Wilmore because yeah. as a kid, Wilmore, you know, it's still a fairly safe place, but it was really ridiculously safe back then. And yeah. I used to hang around with guys like Joe Krause, you know, yeah. and, and a bunch of other guys who had moved away. But uh, basically, we'd we'd pick up uh, empty uh, bottles and get two cents back. And if you get five of those, you get a Verner's ginger ale, you know, that oh, kind of stuff. Wow. Well, it was just a great place to grow sure. up. It really was. Hang so around the campus. Yeah. When they came back mm-hmm. to here, they mm-hmm. came back to enroll at Asbury or to work? Well, Dad came back. He enrolled in, in the seminary, and I don't know how they got by. They kept it for me because, you know, it's kind of like um, you're, you're flushing all your savings away, you know, for this idea. But uh, during the year he was in the seminary, he coached a, uh, a athletic team at Asbury mm-hmm. uh, to help out. But then he got employed full time after one year in the seminary. He dropped out of the seminary and became a, a lay preacher for the Methodist Church for 40 something years. Yeah. But he uh, became full time at Asbury. Of course, the pay <laughs> back then, the pay, it's it's a, the numbers are a lot better now, but proportionally. Unfortunately, it's it's not exactly uh, you know Steve Gates territory, but anyway. well, especially and a lot of people may not know this, but mm-hmm. I think your dad was involved mm-hmm. in a lot of fundraising for that school down there, right? 
Yeah. Didn't, didn't he garner a lot of funds for Asbury over the years? I, I suppose so. I suppose yeah. so. I know he worked with United Way here in the county and yeah. stuff. He was chairman one yeah. year and things like that. But yeah, he, he always did a lot of stuff. And a lot of times he wouldn't even mention it to us. Right. You know, right. My mom knew it, but he, you know, yeah. he didn't sit around and say, hey, do you know what I'm doing here? You know, he, yeah. Yeah, he's a character. You know, I, yeah, I, he I, was. I really miss him. <laughs> the one thing I remember the best about him mm-hmm. is that at the drop, literally at the drop of a hat, <laughs> this man had a story oh. about somebody yes. or something. I right. believe right. I believe that you could have put him on a stage mm-hmm. and just had the crowd at will mention any subject, <laughs> and he would have had a story about it. Maybe. It amazing. Yeah, he had a bunch of them, and a lot of them he'd actually lived. I mean, you know, yeah. it's, it wasn't uh, – no, Carl Hurley, you know, was a great right. – he's a comic. I mean, Dad was more of a storyteller yes. than a comic. But Carl Hurley comes up with some great stuff, but Dad actually lived some of these crazy things that happened. You know who he always <laughs> reminded me of was an old – well, in a way, mm-hmm. it was back years ago in the country uh, when, when I was at the old radio station, we were doing country yeah. music. Jerry Clower. Jerry Clower. You know, Jerry yes. would tell these stories, and of course, his were just, uh, you know, a know. lot of them made up, I think. Yeah. But yeah. your dad always reminded me because he uh-huh. could tell that uh-huh. and he injected humor into yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but they weren't just comedy stories, but no. a lot of them yeah. were funny. But your mom, yeah. she had a great sense of humor, oh, too. Yeah. Yeah, now, I can did. remember in the classroom, as I said at the beginning of the show, uh-huh. she, you know, she taught and she wanted you to learn. And she could be very stern if she sure. needed to oh, be. Yes, yes, yes. But she could come out with some of the uh, one-liners <laughs> and stories too. Uh-huh. That just and I guess yeah. they worked off each other. They, that- they pretty much did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a symbiotic relationship, you know. It really, it really was. But yeah, yeah. She she liked to have a lot of fun with the kids when she could, as long as oh, it yeah. you know, didn't get out of hand. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Learning ought to be fun. Exactly. Know? Really. Is there a reason she was in science? Is that something she just enjoyed no, actually, or it just happened? Actually, it just happened. She was actually a home ec, a home ec- economist, uh, home economics, I'll get it right in a minute, home economics major yeah. at Hesbury when they used to have such a thing. But she had some science classes, so uh, Dan Glass, who was the principal yeah. up there, said, um, you know, why don't you teach science? So she f- fell into that. And yeah. you know, that explains something to mm-hmm. me. Okay. <laughs> and in fact, I shared this story on Facebook with your daughter. Yes, with Maura. With mm-hmm. Maura a few yes. weeks ago. Yeah. One of my most vivid memories of your mom mm-hmm. is we would walk into that pod. Yep. And there would be maybe one day a week that uh-huh. this lady would bring her lunch and it would be liver and onion. <laughs> And you could smell this. Yes. And what you do is when you I got know. in the classroom, she was warming it up on one of the Bunsen burners. Bunsen burner. <laughs> right there in the class. And, and I can't, and I like chicken livers, but I can't stand any yeah, other kind. Right. And I can't that, I, used to, I can still smell that. I'm like, yeah. oh, my gosh, do I have to go to class today? Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. And smell that. And she'd have it sitting in a, almost like, not a Petri dish, but something Some over of, this burner, yeah. warming it up during class uh-huh. so she could eat it. <laughs> Never will forget that. See, that's that. my fault, because I never did like that. The only kind of liver I ever liked, and still this way, is, is Braunschweig or goose liver. Yeah, you know, yeah odd, right. Oddly enough, because that's, that's an acquired taste. Yes, but, it is. And so she, the only way she could get something like that would be to, to make it for her and dad and then take some leftovers over to school, because I, 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 I still don't like it. Still oh, don't like it. 
It's funny how you remember certain things. It about is, that, yes. Isn't it? And smells are a great memory trigger. Yeah. Right? They, they really are. They yes. are. They sure are. She was a great teacher. She, oh, thank you. You know, you, you go back, and I guess everybody can do this. When you look back mm-hmm. in your educational mm-hmm. period, mm-hmm. Uh, I was fortunate in Jessamyn County that mm-hmm. I don't think I ever had a bad teacher. Yeah, good. But there That's are right. some who you remember yeah. more than others. Right, right. And in junior high, she, of course, was one of them. <laughs> and your dad, with the, with the storytelling, now mm-hmm. I, he was involved in education, as you mm-hmm. as you said, in mm-hmm. preaching and all. Sure, he ran for some political offices. Too, oh I yes, think. yes, yeah. He ran for state superintendent of public instruction. Yeah, in 1975, and he carried the mountains because he had gone up there and preached so much. I right. mean, he preached I don't know how many funerals and and memorial services and stuff. But yeah, he he came in third, I think, out of like four candidates yeah. or something. And then he ran for state representative at one point and and got beaten there too. Yeah. But, he, he was he was chairman of the Democratic Party for a little bit back in the mid seventies uh, when Jimmy Carter was running for the right, first term. Right, and later on he kind of decided uh, to move away from that. But and on this program, we mm-hmm. usually ask this question, uh-huh. and and it might be the hardest question you have all day. Uh oh. <laughs> in a word, describe your dad. Oh my. As a dad. Oh. Well, the first word that comes to my mind is weird. It's admirable. <laughs> admirable. Yeah. I mean, if I yeah, could be admirable. Ha- I hope I don't choke up here. But if I could be half the man he was, I'd feel like I really was sure. doing something. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now, how would you describe him as an a professional? Ah, uh, practical. Okay. Pra- he's fair, too, but practical. Yeah. The kids at Asbury, when, when he was dean for seven years. First, he was director of teacher education for seven years. It's like seven-year periods, like some biblical thing. <laughs> director of teacher education for seven years. Then he was academic dean and vice president of academics for seven years. Then he was chairman of the, of the education department for seven mm-hmm. years. Then he retired. Mm-hmm. And the kids used to say all the time, you know, he would teach us practical things, you know, things that really will happen out there when you're teaching, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. Because yeah. a lot of theory is great, but it's just theory. Right, you know? yeah. right. So practical, I'd say. Same questions for you about your mom. Yeah. As a mom, how would you describe her? Oh, nurturing. Yeah. 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 And she was that way. You could use that word as professional. Yeah, yeah, really, I think so. Because I remember her that way as a teacher. You know, we were were surprised. She died in January of 2003, and uh, I was thinking, you know, well, hopefully we'll have a lot of folks come to the funeral. A lot of her former students came. Oh, yeah. Years later, because she retired in 1984 Mm -hmm. after 23 years of teaching. So, yeah, I think you could use that word. You know, that's one Mm -hmm. thing else that we have mentioned on this program several times mm-hmm. is is the fact that everybody needs to realize and you just said it with her mm-hmm. you just don't know what impact you're having on yeah. somebody yeah in your everyday life and mm-hmm. that may not even show itself for mm-hmm. years exactly yes but yes. what you do today yeah. it's I, I call it the ripple effect yeah it it, mm-hmm. it truly mm-hmm. years from now can can have and and the thing is is that you don't know and you'll never know how many people who maybe are in teaching today because of your parents maybe i don't know i just got um uh, this is my 44th year at asbury now yeah really yeah 44 <laughs> that sounds pretty ridiculous doesn't that, it? <laughs> time flies and you're having fun wow but i got a i got an email just two days ago from a guy named steve taylor who was in the first class i taught at uk in the spring of 1973 a history 105 you know 1715 to the present mm-hmm. and he said are you the burnham reynolds who taught me back in mm-hmm. spring of 19 i said yeah and he said well i became a history major wow well, of course now you know that, that, that maybe that's not a blessing it's a curse because the jobs are not exactly yeah. growing on trees but it does give you a good a good basis for a lot of things but you know that blew me away i thought what this guy from 1970 yeah 
you kidding me? You just don't know. Don't know. Well, speaking of which, tell us what you you started at UK. You said, well, yeah, what's I, your, what's I was career? in grad school. I finished my master's in '72, and I was uh, working on my doctorate, and I was uh, a, a teaching assistant in the fall of '72. Mm-hmm. You know, just grading papers and listening to the lectures. And stuff. But I was given a, a graduate instructor position. I had two fifty student sections of Western Civ mm-hmm. in the spring of '73, so that was being thrown into the deep end of the pool. Yeah, <laughs> you know, sink yeah. or swim, buddy. Right. And that's why I was amazed. This guy remembered me, maybe. Maybe for all the wrong reasons. But anyway, um, the idea being, though, that um, I, I then accepted a position at Asbury part-time that turned into full-time mm-hmm. uh, because of some health issues for one of our older faculty members. And I've been just there ever since. And you're te- what exactly are you teaching? My, well, my, my field of research is medieval history. Yeah. The good thing about that is yeah. it never changes. Yeah, I mean, well, you, yeah. The, you pretty the, much yes, got Yes and no, Doug. Uh, yeah, yeah. Really? What happens is people ask different questions of the sources yeah. every generation. Okay. It's, it's, uh, Peter Brown, a guy that is at Princeton, he's a real nice guy. He says there's a different angle of vision, you know, and yeah. and, and, you, and a lot of it's being rewritten, especially the Crusades. That's my, i got a book coming out October the 6th on the prehistory of the Crusades from Bloomsbury Press over in London. Uh-huh. And um, the Crusades have been almost completely rewritten over the last 15 or 20 years as far as our interpretation of yeah. it. Yeah. Because they found a lot more evidence and charters and wills and things like that. Plus, they've looked at it a little bit differently, and it's, it's pretty cool. So it doesn't change. It It's there. It happened. Mm-hmm. But the interpretation really does change a lot. And I'm not just talking about revision here. You know, yeah. You know. Of course, you know, the, the, I will say, and mm-hmm. I'm, I will lead the pack here. I don't know a lot about medieval history. Well, you okay? know, you're, most you're people a, don't. You're a normal American. Most people me. don't. <laughs> but, but, and, but, real what I'm getting into is that mm-hmm. you see a lot of things, fiction, oh, yes. nowadays, oh, and in yes. the past several years mm-hmm. with stories about mm-hmm. the Illuminati and the Crusades yes. and all those things. The Knights Templar. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my yes. goodness. Yeah. And it probably would be amazing if you mm-hmm. could compare those to the truth. Yes, it is. How much it, different they are. I, I go to these conferences with these crusade guys, and we all sit around and, f- and fuss and complain because the, the state of research on the crusades is at one spot, but the common perception in the public is certainly mm-hmm. at, at something from fifty or sixty years ago. Yeah, and it's like, how do we get how do we get people to factor in what we actually know now? Right. This and right. Good luck. It just it you know maybe it'll happen yeah, someday. You, you, you got you got to make a blockbuster movie about. I about guess. The only way you can and, do it. and Ridley Scott, you know that Kingdom yeah. of Heaven thing. I mean, he makes a beautiful film, but mm, yeah. And so incorrect. You know, yeah. you know, it's pretty to watch. And I'm now, something's there. At some point, you decided to, or you didn't decide to, you may have just done it, fell in love. Tell us about your bride and oh, your family. Oh, my bride, who is a retired Jessamine County teacher That's as right. well, Michelle, yeah. Michelle yeah. Rohr Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she, uh, this is funny. <laughs> it's all funny. My, my story is pretty bizarre. Uh, my dad was director of teacher education from 1959 to 66, and then he was made dean. So the question was, who are we going to get to be the director of teacher education? Mm-hmm. Well, he hired this gentleman from Northeast Ohio, from Salem. Near uh, near Alliance and that area, and uh, his name Paul Rohr, mm-hmm. and so basically he came down and uh, he was going to be the new guy, and I helped him move in, but I didn't meet his daughter until later. And turns out, um, at, at, after uh, uh, our families being friends and stuff, I, I finally thought, you know, I'm not going to date this girl because my mom and dad think she's a great girl, <laughs> you know. And she's thought the same thing about me. Believe me, yes. you know, we're not going to be told who, you know. But finally, you know, I, we did date, and, and lo and behold, yeah, she's the one, man. Yeah. we've been married 46 years now. Wow. Yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah three kids. Uh, right. Our oldest is Mora. Yeah, and uh, then we have a son, Joshua, who or Josh, and mm-hmm. he uh, he went to West out here and. Mm-hmm. 
through the discus, played a little football and stuff like that. And um, he's married also, and Moore's married. And we have three grandsons now, each one of my three kids. The youngest one is Andy. Uh, each one of them in the last 21 months has had a son. So wow. I, I, with my white hair, thanks to my yeah. mom, I've looked like a grandpa forever. Yeah. Now I get to be one. You know, it's so cool. Yeah, so we got, uh, Josh has got a little little boy named Isaac, and Morris got a little boy named Warren. Yeah. And then Andy's got a little boy named Eli. Now, Moore is a teacher, right? Yes, she's teaching at East Middle. Does he, he any of the two Spanish. boys? Uh, Andy is working on his doctorate at the University of Kentucky in social yeah. work, and he's teaching at Asbury now, yeah. believe it or not, which is crazy. He's across the hall from me. It's like, what? You know, <laughs> it's just bizarre. But, you know, I'm going to retire pretty soon, so it's good. I'll pass the torch to him. Yeah. But he's in social work. Josh, is um, he's been, he was running Vinaigrette, the one over on Leastown, you know, mm-hmm. the orange leaf guys at, at Vinaigrette. And uh, he was the one who came up with all the pros and popsicles and all the drinks and all that kind of cool yeah. stuff. But he's now working very little there because he's he's taking courses to try to get into the doctor of physical therapy program at uk good that's what he wants to do he's always been interested in how the human body works and trying to sure. help people out that's great well a lot of your family education's been yeah. good to the yeah. family. well lots of lots of teachers we're we're you know it's kind of a cult here or something <laughs> You know. said your mom had died in 2003? Yeah, January 27th. When did Custer die? He died October the 8th, 2004. So, he, so you, you know, we're looking at 11, 12, 13 mm-hmm, years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, yeah. What would they think about how our community has progressed in those those times? I, I think they'd be pretty proud of Jessamine County. Yeah. Yeah, they were when they were alive, and I think they would be now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it still bothers me sometimes on, on the Lexington News where they act as if, you know, they talk about something happening in Harlan or something all the time. I'm not against Harlan, but they'll ignore what's happening in Jessamine County right. sometimes. they got to get over that. But Jessamine County's become, I think, a fairly uh, uh, forward and uh, – uh, developing place and and you know it's no longer some little backwater like some right. people used to think i never was really yes. but you know yeah some people had that opinion i guess and asbury of course just keeps growing and growing and yeah growing. yeah it is yeah and they're tearing down most of my history places i lived in in town are now turned into parking lots and other yeah. buildings and, and you know but that's cool that's how you do it's called it. progress it's called progress yeah i've heard about it somewhere. yeah you've talked about it so I, sometimes sure. yeah <laughs> exactly yeah yeah a great place to live well i'll yeah. tell you I told you earlier when we started this uh-huh. would go quick and it yes. has. Oh, yeah. But I am so glad to be able to recognize and remember your mom and dad. Oh, uh, thank you. You know, I spent uh, every day basically of a year of my life with your mom mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. her classroom. Sure. And, and, and I've said it before in this program, and I'll say it again. She's one of those that uh, is always in my memory. Had a great, great time with her. And, and, and you know, even thinking about the liver and onions, that's yeah. good things <laughs> to think about that keeps my memory of her alive but she was just the nicest one and your dad i tell you i just don't know that there'll be another one like custer uh yeah i could give you one more story when maura was about three we were down in naples on vacation with mom and dad and and shelly and i and and um he was talking to somebody on the beach and maura said papa don't talk to strangers, <laughs> you know, because we had told more. Don't talk to strangers. Right. But he he never met a stranger. He had talked to anybody right. all the time. You know, right? So, yeah, yeah. He was that way. Yeah, and, and he it was just very pleasant. And as as you and your family are too. Oh, well, and good luck in your retirement whenever that should occur. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering. And I have to get some ducks in a row here, but I uh, and they're starting to line up. I hope. Great. We'll see. Thank you so much. Thank you, Doug. My thanks to Burnham for coming in and sharing this information and these memories about his parents, two great people in our community, Custer and Helen Riddles. We appreciate you coming in every Saturday also. We'll do it again next week at 11 o'clock right here on Jess FM 105.9.